0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. Hope everyone had a very happy Thanksgiving. I did a little bit of traveling myself. Had a pretty good one. Joined by Keith Smith, that Keith Smith NBA. Keith, how was your Thanksgiving? It
2: was good. The holiday itself was low key. It was just, uh, just our, our little Florida family here, and we we hung out and ate and watched watched a little bit of football, both kinds uh, mm-hmm. on. Uh, this Thanksgiving, and then uh, then we played some games and stuff, and then right the very next morning we had to be up early because we had a uh, post-Thanksgiving soccer tournament. So uh, so we, we were at that, and that was uh, that was different watching the World Cup on the big screen outside at the tournament while like everybody was like playing games around it. So that was oh, that's uh, cool. Well, was a was a kind of fun experience. So um, yeah, yeah, all, all around good though. Good, good, uh, good, good time. You know, nice, nice and uh,
1: low key. Speaking of which, big game for the U.S. tomorrow, yes. win, win and you're in, but you know Iran is going to be, they're going to they're turtle up here. They're going to pack everybody in and do what they can to preserve a draw. It, it's going to be interesting to see a team that hasn't been great at scoring goals, doesn't really have that striker, the U.S. side, mm-hmm. dealing with, uh, with the pressure of, of winning a game in order to, to advance.
2: Yeah, and sometimes when you press forward too much, you open up those gaps for those counterattacks and, mm-hmm. and it's going to be tough. I think an early goal would do wonders.
1: So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's get into some NBA news. First of all, Kemba Walker looking like he's back right before we, we came on here with the rumors been that Kemba Walker will be going to the Mavs. Coming from Mark Stein, who would know out of everybody out there, Mark definitely knows the Mavs for sure. For sure. Um, and then we saw a move made. Right again, right before we came on, Facundo Campazo waved, which, which suggests something is coming. So su- definitely sounds like we're going to see Kemba Walker join the Mavs. What do you think about this move?
2: Yeah it makes sense for Dallas They've got to do something and get a little bit more Bench uh, production and especially In an on-ball um, Scoring role right now it's Doncic, Occasionally Spencer Dinwiddie And nothing else for the Mavs And they're really struggling with that uh, I don't think Kemba Walker will start Some people have suggested maybe He'll take what was Jalen Brunson's role last year and start And Dinwiddie will go back to the bench I don't think that's going to be the play here but mm-hmm. I do think You um, will see him play Regularly and play a lot For Dallas um, I just think it's Going to be coming off the bench because they, they don't Have a lot in the, in terms of ball Handling and bench scoring guards Christian Wood can score but he's a Dependent player he relies right. on Others to create shots for him for the Most part so you know I, I like it It's a uh, you know Kemba can Still score he showed that even You know when uh, the last couple of years Even when he wasn't fully healthy but but We'll we'll, we'll see I'm very, uh, very Curious to see how this one pay, plays out
1: I hope it works out for him. Uh, he was a guy who dropped off very, very quickly. Uh, went from being, he was he was the guy for a while for Charlotte. Yeah. He was so much fun and so exciting. And then it was like just one day, you know, it was gone. Obviously, I had some injury concerns and things like that. But uh, But would like to see him. You know, find success here with uh with Dallas. Yeah, I agree. And the in the
2: Mavs have had success with small guards
1: yes, in the past
2: good point. too. So, you know, hopefully they, they have something they can uh, can do to get that going. I did think it was kind of funny. Jason Kidd and Luka Doncic were a little bit at odds. They were asked about uh lineups and the way they played mm-hmm. in their game against the Bucs. And Lucas said, I thought we played great in the third quarter with the lineup change, and I thought it went really well. And then Jason Kidd said we didn't get stops. And uh so that was kind of funny because they're obviously not necessarily on the same page there. And uh, if you're worried about getting stops, I don't know that reserve lineups headed by uh, Christian Wood and Kemba Walker are the way, but we'll see.
1: True. True. All right. Uh, Speaking of guys who have had success, Jeremy Grant, pretty happy with uh with the Blazers right now. Also happy with the whistles that, that he's been getting. <laughs> Had just a few free throws I believe that was against the Knicks the other the other night. Yes. Unbelievable. But uh but Jeremy Grant is is happy with the Blazers. Um you know, the Blazers have overall been playing pretty good good basketball. I think Grant's been been successful. Yeah, and that was one of the questions coming in was can Jeremy Grant go back to being like the second option on offense? Can he be that or the third option, depending on, you know, who's really got it rolling on any given night. Cause you know, Damian Lillard's going to be number one and so far so good for, for Portland and kind of making this, this work. And the fact that he's happy, I think that suggests that this is probably going to be a long-term commitment here with, with the Blazers sooner rather than later.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, To, to uh, reference what you said with the free throws, 21 of 28. At oh. the free throw line against the Knicks, which is crazy for a wing. Uh, that, that's those are normally like uh, you know big man numbers, and normally mm-hmm. that involves like some from some form of like hacka going on or something. with forty four points in that one. He's actually at twenty one point five points per game, and here's what's interesting: his volume is down slightly from the Detroit years, mm-hmm. uh, the two the two years in Detroit. But his efficiency is way up, which that says better weapons around him, right? He's, he's drawing less attention. He's getting better looks, mm-hmm. and those kind of things. What If you had to guess off the top of your head, what's he shooting from three?
1: Oh, uh, I'll, I'll just guess. I'll say 34%. 48.2%. Uh, no, come on.
2: 48.2% on 5.83 point attempts per game.
1: I didn't realize he was taking or, or making yeah. that many. Okay, Crazy. well, that's, that's not going to stay.
2: No, that'll, that'll dip for sure. Right. But but even if it only dips down a 40%, that still would be a career high for him. And, uh, you know, still uh, pretty good. So yeah, Jeremy Grant now getting into what we generally focus more on here on this show is, so what is next for him? We heard when he was going to be traded that that came with demands of, you got to sign him to a contract extension. Uh, guess not right Portland didn't do that immediately mm-hmm. uh, in, in a trade for jeremy grant but they can do that um you know when the time comes they'll, they'll be able to sign him to to an extension sometime in january um that 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 restrictional lift where he can sign an extension beyond the extended trade rules so that uh, I'd have to look at the exact date. he was Mm -hmm. traded in july um but they didn't remember it's not when the trade was told because we knew this was happening at the draft but it's when it actually happens is when those those restriction dates are but um my guess is that's when they'll really get serious about extension talks with him. He's eligible to sign a four year, $112 million extension with Portland. I don't know that it'll go quite that high or quite that long, um, but you know, maybe two years, maybe like a two plus one, something like that could make some sense. And, uh, but yeah, he's playing really, really well. He you know had high praise for all of his teammates there and, uh, you know, saying that he's you know playing with a lot of guys who can score, a lot of
1: defenders on that team in Portland's. You know,
2: they're they're hanging in there without Damian Lillard and, and playing okay in the West.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they are they're staying afloat for sure. All right, uh, one thing
2: I, on that, if I can, real quick, sure. I'd be okay if he didn't sign an extension simply because, man, the free agent class is starting to look a little rough. And right. I think we're going to get a handful more guys picked off it before we get to the end of the year. So si- simply from a, let's make free agency fun, I, I wouldn't hate it if Jeremy Grant reached a unrestricted free agency this summer.
1: Which just gives Portland that much more incentive to try to get mm-hmm. something done sooner and not and not allow me to get to that point. But, yes, you're, you're hey, right. Be- hey, your Jeremy uh, just to be fair. Lock in the money when
2: you can, man. If it's if it's reasonable yeah, it's and mm-hmm. you know good good contract, get it done.
1: Yeah, you never know what's going to happen in, in this league with uh, injuries and, and things that of that nature. Uh, T.J. Warren targeting December second for his season debut. That be, it's been it's been over two yeah it's been over two years now since we've seen T.J. Warren on the basketball court. Um, this would be a pretty big moment for for him to finally get back out on the floor here for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, this also goes a long way towards explaining. You remember the conversation over the summer, we kept saying, why is no one signing TJ Warren? What's going on here? Well, clearly he wasn't ready to go. And I'm sure that was a major factor here and why he didn't get more offers or bigger offers in, in free agency, because he certainly has the talent. Now he's got to go use the rest of the season to prove that not only could he get back, but can he get all the way back?
2: Yeah, and that that's the the key part, right? Is is getting it getting healthy and then staying healthy and staying on the floor. But yeah, you're absolutely right. He had that huge run in the bubble. Then he played briefly for the first four games of that next season and then we have not seen him play play since it was uh, december 29th 2020 so almost two full years uh since we've seen tj warren play play in a game and uh and he was off to a good start that season he had that foot injury um has been rehabbing from it from it ever since uh he's a guy who he's 29 now uh, so, still should have you know three, four you know good years left in him as long as he can get and stay healthy. But you know, he this is a guy who can, can score career over fifty percent shooter, uh, thirty five po- or almost thirty six percent from three. Um, I don't know that he fixes a tunnel with the nets have issues with i feel like they could use another real big in the rotation and yes tj warren's a forward but he's a perimeter based guy uh-huh. he's not going to be a guy who's getting down inside mixing it up uh very often but you know hey one more productive bench player uh for brooklyn like last night i think it was they or i guess it was yesterday afternoon i think they only played guards uh, off their bench if i have that correct i believe yeah it was edmund sumner seth curry joe harris and cam thomas so i guess joe harris is kind of a wing but uh all smalls there no bigs off the bench uh, yesterday for the nets now I was against the smaller portland team so kind of get it with that but but yeah we'll we'll see but mostly good to see tj warren get up get back out there again yeah
1: yeah absolutely absolutely we'll be good to see him out there speaking of returns pascal siakam could be back in action tonight for the seven seed toronto raptors So. I mean, right now everything is still very compact and in both conferences, really a little bit more so in the West than, than in the East. But uh, the seven-seeded Toronto Raptors have been dealing with the adductor strain. Would be nice to get him back in action and see if they can make a real push here, particularly with Philly so banged up. Mm-hmm. I think there's an opportunity now, again, we have a lot of basketball to play, but I think there is an opportunity right now if the Raptors can really start to make a push here, they may be able to get some separation and perhaps get themselves above that play-in line and then see if maybe they can stick there here. And, and Siakam's return can help with that.
2: Yeah, big time. He hasn't played in three weeks uh, with, with that groin injury, and he's he's a guy who's uh, – Playing great, you know, back playing at another all NBA level before he got hurt. Uh so I think he's now you can feel really good about saying established all NBA guy. You know, this is not a one time kind of thing where you feel like, oh yeah, you know, he made it once, but he probably never make it again. And and I do think we're we're gonna see uh him uh, you know, do, do some stuff uh out there for sure. Um, for for the Raptors. I, I think that'd be huge. So I, I I am really looking forward to seeing him get back on the court because I think uh, you know, they need him, and to your point, yeah, the, that kind of grouping behind Boston and Milwaukee is really pretty open mm-hmm. in, in the east. I think Indiana, we all expect they'll come back to the pack eventually, some and and kind of go down from there. But yeah, uh, Toronto's got a chance now to maybe, uh, you know, establish themselves as one of those top six.
1: All right, uh, another guy that's looking to return from injury, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, no timetable currently. Still out of action, although I saw a report from just over a week ago that he was starting to do some three-on-three work, mm-hmm. so at least getting a little bit closer. But this is a guy that, I mean, it's almost like we just forget about him with the Hawks, and he's a very talented player. Um, there's even reports that the, you know, the Suns may have had interest in, in, in getting mm-hmm. him in a trade. So I think that there's this is going to be an important thing for the Hawks to get him back and, and healthy. But again, got to be able to get him back healthy and then stay healthy
2: what's funny about the Suns maybe getting him is he, he thats that they originally drafted him and they had him uh way back in the day and then he they traded his rights to sacramento and then he mm-hmm. uh sat for a little bit there before actually coming over to the nba but yeah he uh nate mcmillan was the one too just wasn't just kind of speculation it was nate mcmillan said hasn't uh, taken part in a full practice yet and that there's no timetable and he doesn't want to put one on on Bogdanovich there was some thought he'd be back right around Thanksgiving mm-hmm. so if it's within the next few days we're, we're not really too far off that that, sure. that timeline what I thought was interesting and I didn't realize this until I dug into it a little bit more um, he said that knee has been bothering him basically since he came to the NBA Oh. Um, he's, he's had, uh, issues with it for that long. And then it really bothered him, um, throughout his, uh, first year with Atlanta. And that's why I decided I just got to get this cleaned up, uh, this past off season. So that's, that's, you know, that's tough man to be that productive as he has been and uh, dealing with a, with a knee, knee soreness. And if you look back at the game logs, he has missed a decent chunk of time, uh, throughout his, his NBA time. So that, that seems to hold some water.
1: Well, hopefully this will get him right, and then uh, he'll be good to go from there. Uh, Jimmy Butler could be back in action as well for the Miami Heat. See, that's the thing. When you get this kind of like this rush of injuries, you also you just give it a couple weeks. The next thing you know, you get all these returns mm-hmm. to talk about, which, of course, are, are way more fun to talk about. But the Miami Heat currently sitting in the 10 seed. Definitely need Jimmy Butler back in action in order to make a pushback up the Eastern Conference. Yeah, they've, been, they've been kind of struggling, but now they've won three in a row. Yeah, uh, is this is, is this kind of the beginning of Miami to uh, reinsert themselves into the playoff mix in the in the Eastern Conference?
2: Yeah, I think I think so. By the time Jimmy Butler gets back to it'll been about two weeks mm-hmm. uh, that he'll, he'll have missed um you know with, with the injury. So yeah, I, I do think it, this could be. I, I think the challenge for Miami is they've got they, they, they're just they've just got.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Not great depth, I guess, is the best way I'm trying, mm-hmm. trying to say that. I'm very, I'm saying that very, very poorly, um, but they, they just don't have great depth. Um, so I that's I'm a little worried I mean they're putting a heavy load on Kyle Lowry Already Uh Butler was playing A lot before uh, he got hurt And they've also got all these guys kind of playing Up a position too because they don't Have a real four on the roster Uh Bam's had to carry a heavy Load at the center spot because they haven't Had a uh, you know um, Reliable uh, second big it, It's really been Dwayne Dedman Kind of and that's it Um and Dedman's Not playing bad but you know, that's a 10, 15 minute a night guy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just a little bit worried that, you know, are they going to have enough when it really matters, um, depth wise. You, you know, got to get these guys back. But even then, fully healthy, that, that roster seems short of, you know, two, three players to really be uh, well rounded out.
1: Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Um, if they're fully healthy, they can be very, very good. But again, that seems to be a big if. Another injury. My goodness. Gordon Hayward, fractured shoulder. And there was a, a little bit of buzz about <laughs> Gordon Hayward and his, you know, wife not being thrilled the way the injury was being reported. Um, that was that was a thing as as well. And wanted to make it clear, like, no, this is this isn't just like this isn't a, a minor injury, and he's just not being tough or something. Like this is a serious injury, and it's going to take some time to recover from. And wanted to make sure that the team put it out there correctly, so it doesn't then he doesn't take heat for it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I fully like respect the idea of hey, I'm gonna protect my husband, and you know he because the team was uh, putting it out there as a shoulder bruise, right, um, or contusion, and she was like, it's more than that; it's a fracture in his shoulder, and that's why he couldn't lift his arm. Yeah. Uh, she said he played a game with the injury, which is uh, that that seems kind of crazy. And what's what's nuts about this is when he plays, he is still. Good. He's still Uh the the same good productive player he has been basically for his his entire career minus his first year back um, after the the broken leg with the Celtics when that team was a mess. And he was clearly finding his way back. But the the next two years with Boston or the next year with Boston, he was pretty productive. Um, He's been productive when he's played with the Hornets. The challenge is. His games played since the broken leg, so one that year, mm-hmm. 72 the next year, and he probably should have missed more, and he played through when he probably shouldn't have. Right. 52 the year after that. That's his last year in Boston. Then his three years with the Hornets, 44 games, 49 games, and 11 games so far this year. So just, you know, it, that's the, the the bump here is, you know, and now he's 32. Uh, it will be 33 in March, so – this this is tough. I mean, this is this is a really rough one for the Hornets because you're you're kind of sitting there anytime he's out. That's a you know 30 plus million dollar salary hole that you just can't fill.
1: Hornets currently sitting, um I mean they're well outside of the <laughs> yeah. outside of the mixer. They're 13 the yeah. in the Eastern Conference. Um I mean they're a game up on the Orlando Magic, two games up on the Pistons. If we're looking at things from the tank race side. Is there any reason for them to to no hurry him back? I mean it did seems like it's a no, right? So this yeah.
2: Him, Lamella Ball, no reason to rush either one of them back. Yeah. Uh, Cody Martin as well is also out like there, yeah, there's no reason for them to, to be pushing any of these guys to play. The downside is At least like Orlando, Houston, Detroit, you've got a whole bunch of kids you can throw out there. They don't really have kids because they've been kind of sitting right around that play-in portion. But maybe this is the year you just say, you know what? Let's bottom this thing out. Let's really kind of you know reset here. If we can get ourselves Victor Wembanyama, pair him up with LaMelo Ball. Let's go. Um, you know, we've probably just saved basketball in Charlotte for mm. you know the next you know half decade or more and feel pretty yeah. good about that. But yeah, it's a it's it's a mess in Charlotte for sure.
1: Well, to be fair, they are on a two-game winning streak. They just beat the 76ers and mm. the, the Timberwolves.
2: Well, the 76ers. Yes, right.
1: yeah, in air quotes, right? Uh, but Then again, I think they, is it tonight? They've got your Celtics? Yeah. It's tonight. That's um, on back to back. That will not go well for the Hornets. I
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of don't think so. And Jason Tatum, who hates to miss games, did not play last night. Uh, he had officially was out with a sprained, sprained left ankle, but is, uh, it was most more well-known as a rest day. And I don't know if you saw the piece. Uh, Adam Himmelsbach of the Globe got Tatum to like say on record, like, you know, like uh, yeah, I agree a lot to take rest days. Like, we'll plan it out weeks in advance, and then I'll be like, when it comes, he's like, nah, I'm playing. I'm not going to sit out tonight. Right. So they got him to take a rest day. So kind of a little bit worried what he may have uh, uh, in the holster for Charlotte tonight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's um, that may not be a pretty sight. We'll see what happens there uh, yeah. for, for the Hornets. Um, all right. Last thing we've got Patrick Beverly has one more game to serve on his suspension. That's going to be tonight against the Pacers. No undercurrents in this matchup with Buddy Heald and Miles Turner playing against the Lakers no one's going to focus on that at all of course <laughs> um but Pat, patrick beverly final game of his suspension i don't want to be i don't want to be overly negative they haven't really missed him on the floor and part of that has been they've been playing you know they've played the spurs a couple of times and things but yeah. but we we knew this was going to be the case when the suspension came down that they weren't they haven't missed it missed him a bunch on the on the floor he wasn't providing a lot there He was okay defensively but has not been shooting well enough or, or giving you enough on, on the offensive end of the floor. Um, it's more been what he's provided off the court, but got that suspension for for shoving DeAndre Ayton, um, and it wound up being a three-game suspension due to the number of suspensions he's received over the years. So it was a cumulative thing, and so the league decided to suspend him for three games, which there were some people upset with that. I was okay with it. I, I didn't mm-hmm. think. Like, it made sense to me. Like, why? okay, yeah, because he's done this stuff before, and people were real quick to say, oh, but what about this guy? But what about that guy and everything? And I'm like, Yeah, I get it, but I don't know. I I just didn't think it was anything to be too upset over with the explanation that, hey, it's because he's been a repeat offender. That's exactly it for me is you know, you're getting
2: one game when you do that. Patrick Beverly knew he was getting at least one game as soon as he went in there and you know, you know, blasted Aiden in the back and. Maybe eight and embellished it. You know, I've seen some people be like, how does little Patrick Beverly knock DeAndre? Well, one, if you're not expecting it, like, sure. I mean, who? You, you know, we're we're both dads with with daughters, and like, and your daughter's still small and younger than mine. But when she was that little, like, there was times she knocked me over, like, because I wasn't expect. Right? They come flying in, and it's like, you know, they come off the top rope with the elbow smash. <laughs> you're, you're down for the
1: count, right? The, the macho man. Like, yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. But it's uh, you know, when I look at the the, the suspension, yeah, because I saw, well, this isn't fair. Jokic only got one game. Well, Jokic won. Marquise Morris was asking for something. Not necessarily to get hit in the back, but, you know, was asking for something. with well, You
1: could uh, argue Aiton was you know. too there, though. Yeah, and, and you could argue Aiton was right. too. But there's more to this. I but,
2: and I think with Aiton, it was – you know, if anything, you would have expected it because it was Austin Reeves, right? That was on the ground, yes. But yeah, it's just the totality of stuff with Beverly. There's always mm-hmm. some kind of nonsense going on there. And you know, and then what was it? Was it the next game or the game after? Zach Collins, uh, bloody uh, Russell Westbrook that looked like a WWE cut, too. Like he, it was he had that blood just, it was the point of the elbow and everything, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think Collins got tossed, right? I think he, he got a flagrant two and tossed. Yeah, so you know, so it's just—I mean, sometimes stuff happens. But yeah, I didn't have a big problem with Beverly getting suspended. I thought thought it was fine. And to your point, it hasn't exactly hurt the Lakers. If no. if there's one spot you can miss a guy on that team, too, it's the guard spot. They yeah. certainly certainly should have enough of them to to be to be good.
1: Yeah, Schroeder went into the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a surprise there in exchange for to, it a to bit. replace Beverly. But in any event, that's what they went with, and uh, and he'll have his last game of his suspension tonight, which means he'll be back uh, for later on this week against the Portland Trailblazers. And
2: LeBron back over the weekend. We mm-hmm. we we obviously were uh, off for the holiday, but but he came back and looked like LeBron and looked pretty good, and you know, so hopefully he can stay out there, they're starting to play better. Right there there. Yeah figuring some stuff out and, it it helps you know.
1: playing the spurs three, <laughs> three times yes. in like five in like six days <laughs> yeah, or whatever right?
2: that 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 yeah. does help spurs um, with but, eight game losing streak right now as they have uh, uh all, all the good vibes from that uh surprising start for them are now washed
1: away the tank is in high gear right now for the, mm-hmm. for the san antonio spurs but um uh, yeah they, they have been starting to play a little bit better but they've uh you know they've got some some stiffer tests ahead so we'll see mm-hmm. what they what they do there but Hey, the ones you're supposed
2: to. That's where that's 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 where you start. There hasn't been a hasn't
1: been a lot of that
2: the last couple of years either. Mm-hmm. So
1: they have, you know, they have gone they out of their way, wins. especially last season. They've gone out of their way to find ways to loon to lose games. Um you got the three wins that you need to get over the Spurs, and now you now you go on from there. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that about wraps things yeah. up for today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. And, of course, go follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Trade season's coming up. We know it's going to be starting up in just a few weeks. Plus, of course, we've got all kinds of injury news and everything else going on around the NBA. So, again, make sure you are subscribing. Until next time, stay safe and see you.